There's something called quasi-crystals. Now, back in, uh, I don't know, we're going back 60, 70 years ago now, the United States carried out a nuclear test in the desert of New Mexico. And you've probably seen the pictures. They're pretty famous. The immediate effects were awesome and terrifying. And we all know what came from that experiment and what nuclear weapons have since evolved to. But we're still continuing to learn some really fascinating things about that test that was carried out more than 60 years ago now. Paul J. Steinhardt is an Albert Einstein professor in physics professor of physics director at Princeton Center for Theoretical Science. Quite a title. Uh, professor, thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, Shay. Now, before we get into this, I've got to ask, what is the designation Albert Einstein Professor in Science? That sounds pretty good to me. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice recognition from the university. Uh, it's a chair position that's given a, to someone in any of the uh, sciences. And, okay. Uh, and that was awarded to me. Excellent. Okay. Now, we're talking about quasi-crystals here, which are remnants from the U.S. nuclear test back in the 40s. So to start, let's just define what we're talking about here. What are these crystals or quasi-crystals? Yeah, so quasi-crystals are uh, a form of matter, a form of solid, that was not known to exist before the 1980s. They violate the rules that have been around for 200 years about what uh, patterns atoms and molecules can form in a solid. We thought up to the time they could only form crystalline patterns where the atoms repeat at regular right. spacings. And what some of us showed was that that's not necessarily so. There are other kinds of arrangements which can produce facets and symmetries and physical properties which are not possible for ordinary crystals. Now, we've seen them before, like you say. We've known about them, but not ever before from the planet Earth, correct? Uh, we, yes, the Prior only ones this. we found on the planet Earth up to this point uh, were ones that actually came from space, from a meteor that landed on the Earth. Okay, so now how were these ones created? What do we know about how these quasi-crystals were created following the nuclear explosion? What happened? So uh, when the nuclear test uh, was performed in the middle of the desert in Alamogordo, New Mexico, there was a tower which held the what was called the gadget, the implosion device. It was a plutonium bomb, the first test of this implosion idea uh, in a nuclear bomb. And connected to it were cables made of copper and various metals. So when the bomb went off successfully, it created the famous explosion, which you see pictures of. Yeah. But at the same time, it threw sand into the air, vaporized to the sand, vaporized the tower, vaporized the copper in the uh, transmission cables connected to it and fused them together as they fell down to earth into various, what you might call them rocks, although they were formed from this atomic explosion. A mixture of natural desert sand and man-made materials such as the copper that was making up the uh, cables. And this created new minerals that hadn't been seen before on earth because we haven't had an atomic blast on the earth before. And that's what we were looking at. We were looking at a particular subclass of those uh, rocks, which are called trinitite, named after the Trinity test, which right. is the name of this atomic test. And we were looking at the kind of trinitite, which is red, which is the kind that has a lot of copper in it. Now, why do we care? I mean, it's interesting. It's fascinating. What does this tell us? What can we learn from this? Well, several things. From a fundamental science point of view, we learned that there are ways of forming this new kind of matter, this quasi-crystal matter, that we hadn't realized before. 
through an intense explosion that produced shockwaves of pressure and temperature, unusual combinations that you don't normally see in terrestrial mm-hmm. circumstances, and that this create could create a new form of matter, n- not just a new quasicrystal, but a composition that had never been seen before, in fact, is rather odd. Um, that are implies these... that if... Yeah. No, go ahead. I'd say that implies that maybe as we look further into these materials or materials from other atomic tests, we might find other new forms of matter that we didn't know existed before. And once you know they exist, then you can go back to the laboratory and try to synthesize them and see what they're good for. That, that's, that's the question I was going to ask. These quasi-crystals, are, are there, is there a particular use or is there some benefit? Do we, can they do something that other materials we know about can't do? Yes. Uh, the symmetries of a solid, the way the atoms are arranged, define the way electrons or sound waves or elastic waves travel through those materials. So when you go to a new form of matter with symmetries that weren't possible before, you now have new kinds of conductivity, uh, sound waves, new kinds of elastic materials that weren't possible before. And that's already been used in some applications Although by finding new materials with different chemical combinations, we might find the ideal combination of chemistry and quasi-crystallinity to make something that's really powerfully useful. Give me an example. How could it be? In what way? What could we use it for? Well, for example, um, uh, they could be used for transmitting uh, light through them in sort of uh, in the same way that we transmit um, electrons to perform to, to produce new kinds of uh, computers communication devices based on light transmission rather than electron transition, which in the long run will be more efficient, and they can act as kind of semiconductors for light in much the way same way that let's say silicon is a semiconductor right. for electrons. Amazing, amazing stuff. Professor, thank you so much for your time this morning. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on, Shay. Have you a good bet. day. Yeah, you too. That is uh, Professor J- uh, Paul J. Steinhardt, who is the Albert Einstein Professor in Science at Princeton. And uh, pretty cool. Yeah. And matter created on Earth that has only been found in space before. And as he said, it could change the way we do a lot of different things. Pretty interesting discussion.